Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. What is going on, my people? Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff. Uh, Last week of the preseason, as I'm recording this, we are a week away. It's Thursday afternoon at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So literally 14 days and about an hour and a half away from the kickoff of the NFL season. I think it'll be the biggest NFL season in the history of the league in terms of ratings, in terms of interest, obviously gambling, fantasy, it's never been bigger. Can't wait. I'm clearly in the football business, but I'm I'm pretty bullish on where we're headed. And uh, and the sport, for the near term, nothing nothing stays on top. You know, even Rome, Phil, America, who knows? You know, keep our fingers crossed, but won't be on top forever. Uh, you could argue hell. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But I'm very excited for the season. Some stuff happened. Vic Fangio made a decision. I saw something Pete Prisco reported about Urban Meyer that piqued my interest. Cam Newton and uh, Mac and Cheese, also known as McCorkle, also known as Mac Jones. Uh, Some takes there. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger's got a little Tiger Woods to him. Something I thought of watching some clips of him throw this preseason. And uh, and then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag, at John Middlecoff, is the Instagram Slide up in those DMs, and we do the Middlecoff Mailbag. And what we do in the Middlecoff Mailbag is a little, uh, we answer your questions. You guys know the drill. Uh, Be some big news coming next week that's exciting. Not much is going to change. You'll find out. But we'll just keep on rocking and rolling, baby. Of course, if you listen to Colin's feed, subscribe to the 3 and Out feed. If you could, leave a review. And leave a review, a positive one. If you can't, if you hate me, leave a negative one. I don't care. But if you leave a review, it just helps with the the boosting of this uh, of this little show we got going. One guy I think who's had a pretty, I'd say positive 
month of August would be Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, it turns out he wasn't actually on a vegan diet, still chubby. But, you know, he's he's always played chubby. His issue, and I had a couple Steeler fans like, Middle Guff, you're so mean. That is not true. Look at this guy. Like, yeah, he's a bigger guy. Like, I, listen, I'm chubby too. Nothing wrong with being chubby. You know, most, most humans aren't skinny. You know, and Roethlisberger's never been Mr. Skinny and definitely never been Mr. Healthy. Neither am I. Like, I, I had cookies for lunch, you know, with a salad. But, you know, I, I had two chocolate chip cookies. I like eating dirty as much as the next guy. But Roethlisberger, to me, my question was health. And last year, as the season went on, he looked like a different guy in the cold. And as a as a Tiger Woods lover, uh, hopefully he's doing all right after the injury, which I don't know. It'd probably never be back the same. Hell, his career might be over. But one thing, when Tiger Woods came back from the back injury, he was never the same in cold weather situations. It makes sense, right? You can't get warm. It, it's hard to play especially like Pebble Beach or out here in the Bay Area, TPC Harding Park had the PGA Championship. It gets cold. There's like a mist and a fog. It's not warm. He did not play well in any of the events where it was freezing cold. When he got to the summer, a couple years ago, the Masters, you're sweating, it's warm, he could loosen up and he could play well. So Roethlisberger, my question is not, I bet he looks good in August. I mean, he has. I bet he looks good in September. He might look good in October. My question, and we will not know the answer until it comes, what will he look like at 39 years old when the weather turns? And they play in clearly the coldest division in football, right? Because unlike even the NFC, what it would it be, the NFC North, the Lions play in a dome, right? All the three, all four teams, Pittsburgh's cold, Baltimore's cold, Cincinnati and Cleveland, they all have outdoor stadiums. Like it's unavoidable playing in colder weather. So what will he look like as the season goes on when the temperature drops? And having lived in Philadelphia, like, it's freaking cold, <laughs> you know? And obviously the Midwest, anyone listening to this knows, it's just, it's a different element. It's a different animal. It's harder to stay loose. And I, I do think it'll be difficult. As Carson Palmer told me years ago, so when I first tore my ACL when I was younger, it was easy to come back, easier. It gets much more difficult the older you are because your body doesn't respond to the injuries. I remember Kobe at, what, 33, 34, 35 years old, whenever he tore his Achilles. He just never came back. He was never the same. And he was in his mid-30s. Now, he had a lot of wear and tear because he'd come out of, you know, obviously played right out of high school. But I, I do think there's a wear and tear element. This guy's been in the league since 2005. Think about his contemporaries in that class. Eli Dunn. He's like, a, you know, he's like a salesman for the New York Giants. Phillip Rivers, high school football coach. When we talk about that draft, it was three guys. One guy's a high school football coach. The other guy's like a fundraiser. And one guy's holding on for dear life. And I, listen, I'm not going to be surprised if he looks good early on. You add Najee Harris, they, their wide receivers always play well. They win. Their franchise is a high-level operation. But as we saw last year, and they're probably not going to start 10-0 and or whatever, but it wouldn't shock me if they start eight and three or something. What does it look like in mid to late November and then all of December and then going into the playoffs? Because he clearly wasn't the same. But I think it's understandable. And if somehow they can overcome it, it would be an incredible accomplishment. I just know personally, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be leery and I'll probably bet against him until he proves me wrong. Okay, let's start with a uh, a decision that was made by a head coach this week that. I just couldn't disagree with anymore. And it's a guy I like. 
I think he's the best defensive coordinator in the league. His name is Vic Fangio. He is now the head coach, though, of the Denver Broncos. And a major difference between being a coordinator and a head coach is you're the boss of everyone. You don't get to just focus on half the team, right? There's a big difference between like being middle management or even like the CFO than the CEO, where the entire company, you're at the top of the organizational food chart, right? You are the hierarchy, you're at the top of the pyramid. Your decisions are really important. And sometimes you got to make ballsy decisions. The people I admire most in life and I try to emulate are people in business, and this includes pro sports, that have stones, that are not afraid to take big swings and be wrong. Because anytime that you make the tough decision, you might be wrong. And it's easy for everyone to call you an idiot after the fact. But I would say most of the best decisions consistently in, in business come with a little bit of pushback. Like, I don't know if I'd do that. I don't know if that's a good idea. It's usually how it works, right? You can hold on to the middle of the tree just fine. All the fruit is on the side of the branches. You got to crawl out there and get it. It's risky. And if you're not willing to take risks, you are going to cap yourself in whatever profession you work in. Vic Fangio took the easy route here. And here's the problem with taking the easy route. It is a passing leak. That are where the rules allow you to have the most success. Throwing the ball deep down the field. The Denver Broncos have some legit speed demon weapons. Yet they took a quarterback, and listen, this is not anti-Teddy Bridgewater. I respect the hell out of Teddy Bridgewater, the person. I once saw him at a Raider game when he was a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, and I think they were a playoff team that year, do something with a little kid that was just really impressive. Like the kid screamed at him, like was a fan, clearly had a jersey on. Teddy had to warm up and then came back and found him and handed him his gloves. And from what I heard, that's just Teddy. Like he is a high level, high character guy. Him overcoming that leg injury is incredible. He is, in my opinion, the best backup in the league. When you have the best backup in the league and you have to start him though, week one, that's a problem. Now, I'm not some huge Drew Locke apologist, defender, think he's the next John Elway, but he clearly has a much higher ceiling than Teddy Bridgewater. He clearly can make throws that Teddy Bridgewater can't do. And the best part about having Teddy Bridgewater, someone who now has been a consistent backup for several years, he knows how to come out of the bullpen. He is not Max Scherzer. He, he, he's not Clayton Kershaw. He's not Garrett Cole. You don't need to name him the starter. He is ready whenever called upon to execute and do a good job. He did it a couple years ago for the Saints when they won three or four games when he had to come in when Drew Brees hurt his thumb. But to me, not be willing to go with Drew Locke and see what you have, because his higher end is higher, is just an unwillingness to have some balls. And Vic Fangio took the conservative route, and I don't always think the conservative route is the wrong thing to do. I don't think just go for it to go for it. I'm not a big fan of just always going for two. Depends who you're playing. Depends what the situation is. But in this situation, to me, was pretty black and white, especially what I had seen just in the preseason. Now, I'm not at every practice, but pretty clearly from reports, if anything, it was even. But to me, you should have just leaned with the talent because worst case scenario, you just go to the bullpen with Teddy Bridgewater. You have no chance if Teddy Bridgewater is to start all your games 
to be a playoff team. And Vic Fangio is fighting for his professional life. If this fails this year, he's never going to be a head coach again. Now, he's such a good defensive coordinator. They pay him like $3 million a year to be a coordinator. So it's not about money. But like this was his one shot, and it came later in life. Think about the two guys that got their shot later in life. I'd say about them both, like especially the offensive guy, he's got pretty big stones. Mike Zimmer, Bruce Arians. Like I watched those, those guys got some balls. And Zimmer, you know, is much probably more conservative than Arians, but this is your shot. What are you doing? Why would you take the easy route with Teddy Bridgewater? Like you, I can't feel bad for you now when this fails. When you, especially you have a pretty good team. What if your team is so talented around Drew Locke? Maybe he matures and gets better as the season goes. Then all of a sudden, by the end of the year, you're competing for a wild card spot. It's not possible with Teddy Bridgewater, and it pains me to say this, but. Probably the beginning of the end for Vic Fangio as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know what's funny is last week after I watched, actually before, I had this, I had this take I was going to bring to the table that I wonder if there's a chance that Bill Belichick, who does things, I would say, more consistently out of the blue over several decades, that trades a Logan Mankins or a Richard Seymour when no one sees it coming, Randy Moss, who has done it time and time again, that what if he cuts Cam Newton at the end of training camp, names Mac Jones the starter and Brian Hoyer the backup? Then, before I recorded the, the podcast, Cam was really good. And I was like, you know... Cam still has a lot of value, short yardage plays, right? He's an incredible running back, basically. And clearly, I think we all have to admit, like, the team likes him. He's fit in well in their culture. It seems like Bill kind of likes him. You know, he's cheap. They, they don't necessarily get any financial relief by cutting him. Why wouldn't you just keep him? You can do whatever you want with him and Mac Jones. And then this week, Cam leaves to get a test. He's obviously unvaccinated, falls under the protocols, misses a bunch of practice. And Mac Jones, also known as Mac and Cheese, you know, dominates all week. And the one thing, I'll never forget Doc Rivers said this. He's like, the moment you become uh, a bigger pain in the ass, like your problems outweigh your ability, we get rid of you in pro sports. And Cam is no longer a really good quarterback, right? His best attribute right now is his size and his legs. But one thing with him, and listen, I've said over and over, I, I got the vaccine for business reasons. And I had a couple of people DM me like, that's not, you shouldn't say that. You should have doing it for the health of everyone around you. Well, yeah, I'm not like most normal people. I don't want anyone to get sick. My mom's already got her booster shot. Uh, I mean, like I, I have the vaccine, right? But I, I can't pretend I'm, I'm not a moral high horse guy. I'm not going to get up here because truly, I'm just being completely honest. I don't give a shit what other people do. I, I, I can't control that. So I can't, he can do whatever the hell he wants. But I just know this, if I was Bill Belichick, and I'm just thinking, like, do I want to deal with this? Because last week he missed some, or last year he missed some games when he tests positive. And, and, and as we've seen for the last couple of years, these tests, sometimes you can test positive a couple of weeks and not even have it. It happened last year to the 49ers. Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, they all missed a Thursday night game. Completely asymptomatic, two days later is false positive. But the thing with the vaccinated players, like, they can bounce back and play immediately. In theory. Again, there's, who knows? I think this year could get weird fast. But I do think the Cam Newton status within the New England Patriots has probably changed over the last week and a half. And I would say that I would not put it past Belichick to just get rid of him and just go full on with uh, Mac Jones as the starter and then Brian Hoyer as the backup. Now, the one thing keeping Cam Newton alive, if he was not a running quarterback, he'd have no chance to make the team. But the the... His one attribute as a short yardage player is still v- very valuable to Belichick. I wonder if him and McDaniels are going to have a long talk over the next two or three days. Like, how truly valuable is that? Because the one thing you just saw they traded Sony Michelle, they have really good running backs. They're going to be able to run the ball. Couldn't Mac just hand it to the running backs? So short yardage situations just go goal line heavy situations, hand it to them. I would say as I'm recording this on August 26th, and this last week with Belichick, you know, in the in the leak, a place that never leaks anything, immediately the Patriots are down and mad at him. And just, are, it's kind of getting tired of this whole situation. You know why? They don't want to deal with it. 
one of their assistant offensive line coaches was a Fresno State guy when I was there, Cole Popovich. Belichick said, well, if you're not getting it, you're not here. And they, they, they parted ways because he didn't get the vaccine. That's what he did with the coach. Now, obviously, an assistant offensive line, or he was their offensive line coach, is not the same value as a quarterback. But it, it just shows you, like, we know this guy's cold-blooded, cold-hearted. Belichick does not give a shit. And he does not want to deal, avoid any possible distractions if he can. And when I say distraction, I just mean, like, he doesn't want to find out that, you know, he's he's game plan for these plays. And all of a sudden Friday, the guy is not going to be eligible for the next three games. And he's just, or I mean the next three days and then miss the game or maybe two weeks and miss a couple games. Like he's not going to want to deal with that. I, I would say Cam Newton's job status and roster spot has to be in question right now. Okay. Let's, uh, let's discuss a coach. And a story that I saw today that I would imagine your response when you hear my take will be like, Middlecoff, you have a personal agenda. You don't like this guy personally. And let me just get this out uh, candidly. I not only don't know this guy, never met him, never had an interaction. I don't even think I've ever known anyone who works for Urban Meyer. So there is zero personal vendettas. I truly don't care. And I'm not just trying to be because my take was didn't believe when he was hired. I, I've just always kind of red flagged him. Like, I, I don't care about being right or wrong, right? I know Collins always used the quote for years, like, I'm not in the credit business. That's, you know, for Chase or Wells Fargo. I, I, I'm not in the right or wrong business. I used to be when I worked in the NFL. I, I'm, I'm in here to entertain you guys. But whether I'm right, unless I gamble on the game, who cares? If you find what I'm saying interesting, great. But I, I truly... I guess maybe sometimes I have a bias in a positive note with some of the guys I know, but when it's when I'm speaking negatively on somebody because I don't think they're as good at their job, I truly feel that way. And, you know, when it comes to Urban Meyer, like there's some weird stuff going on in Jacksonville. And Pete Prisco, who covered the Jags forever, who works for CBS, I think he said it on a podcast, had some interesting quotes. And I found them enlightening. He said, I've heard some players aren't thrilled with him either. Including, he has a microphone on the field. One of his assistants has a boom mic telling everyone to hydrate and hustle to get to the next period. Now listen, when you are a college head coach, you can be somewhat of a dictator. You're making nine, ten million dollars. You're the boss. You're one of the most powerful guys in the university. In the pros, you have several guys on your team making what you make. You have several guys who have kids. I was listening to Pardon My Take, the interview they had with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was really good. Fitzpatrick was saying he has seven children. One of his kids is going into high school. When you are around guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and listen, every team has them, he does not need to be told, you know, which way to, you know, anything. He's a pro. He can handle it. Now, he needs an itinerary of like what time's the meeting, what time's practice, but you don't need to tell him like every single thing. To do. You don't need to hold his hand through life. I'll never forget when Chip Kelly got hired by the 49ers and his thing was smoothies, right? You always had to drink smoothies. Well, what if Joe Staley, who had been a several-time pro bowler, or Navarro Bowman, same thing, didn't want a smoothie because that wasn't their regiment. Let them do what they're going to do. You can't control everything in a professional environment. Let the guy be a pro. Some of these people are grown-ups. 
I don't blame Urban Meyer for having the microphone and basically screaming at everyone what to do. Because in college, when he was at Ohio State in Florida, even though he was on multiple programs where the majority of the team were guys that were going to go to the NFL, that's how he operated and that's how he had a lot of success. It's why when I see the story about Joe Judge constantly doing like old school things, like I'm kind of old school as a 36-year-old guy. I have some old school tendencies. But I also try to balance it with being open-minded and understanding as the world changes in, a, in any walk of life. And I think, listen, toughness in football will always work, right? I will take, if they're equal talents, I will take the tough guy over the pussy. Every single human listening would as well. And I would do it in a business setting. I would do it in any walk of life if all other things are equal. Right, if if character, good guy, all that stuff, I'll always lean with the tough guy, mentally and physically. But I do think some of like the Junction Boys routine, like part of they have that hill in New England that Bill makes them run. It's one thing when Bill Belichick tells you to run the hill. He has six rings. Oh, and he also has two others. You know when he coached for Bill Parcells and he was his defensive coordinator and coached LT. He has a long resume. When I got Joe Judge screaming at me to run laps like I'm sorry like you can only go to that well so many times eventually some of the guys on the team should just be self-motivated you know because it's the pros now I get the Jacksonville Jaguars are a big joke they have a lot of players that in theory we should go well why do we care if they're not thrilled because some of them and I think the majority of the guys in the NFL pretty high character pretty high level guys and will do what they're told to do. So if you do tell them to run, they'll run. But they're thinking, what the hell's going on here? Like, I'm, I'm trying my best. Tell me the play, and I'll do it. And you got Urban Meyer acting like, you know, a general out there, which is his prerogative, is his right. But I do think that's not going to work. One, their team's not talented enough. And two, I just don't think that really plays. Now, you have to be true to yourself. I think the faster you try to be something you're not, it will not work. So like, this is who Urban Meyer is. He's being true to himself. Same with Joe Judge. Like, I don't think Joe Judge is trying to be a fake tough guy. I think that's what he believes in. Just like once upon a time, Mangini and Patricia did the same shit and it failed miserably. Because I think it's very, very difficult to take that stance when you're not a true badass all-timer. If you're Bill Parcells, you can pull it off. If you're Nick Saban in college, you can pull it off. Nick Saban tried it in the pros. It wasn't working that well. Not as bad as people say it did, but it you know, it might have been difficult. I don't know if Urban Meyer this style is really going to work. Right? You could be a hard ass if you're Bruce Arians and 68 years old. I think it's difficult one when you're a younger guy like Joe Judge or two Urban Meyer when you've never coached in this league. So at the end of the day, if I'm a 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th year veteran, I go, Coach, I've been in the NFL a lot longer than you. And I think this is moronic. Like, you don't need to scream at me to hydrate. You know why? I hydrate. I care. This is my job. This is my profession. This is how I feed my two children. One of them is 7 years old. I'm 33. Like, you don't need to yell at me. And some guys need to be yelled at. I like getting yelled at sometimes. I, I I got motivated pretty easily when I got yelled at. It woke me up. Some people don't. Now, sometimes I went and do like, it pissed me off too. But I it, it didn't bother me as much. But not everyone needs to be coached like that. And I just wonder, 
like if this thing like it's just already kind of weird now and they had bad luck etn shatters his foot or whatever liz frank like it's bad luck but i'd go why was he even on your team in the first place like he was the third running back what the hell were you doing picking him now i I know that had nothing to do with him getting injured but it just does feel like some weird vibes out of jacksonville i i don't even think that's debatable And and it starts with the head man who it just you know i don't know for a guy that's really tense you're not Mr. Just, he never relaxes. I, I just, I, I'm out. Okay, let's go Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. And, uh, and yeah, start in my DMs. You slide up in there and you get answered here on the show. This is basically just a compliment. Started listening to a podcast three months ago. Learned a lot about football. So thank you. Appreciate the entertainment and your knowledge. Looks like this Joshua's a doctor. We, we like... Uh, it's impressive, Joshua. I don't think I would have lasted long in medical school. Colts fan here. Big fan of the pod. I'm a junior at Ball State. Reigning Mac champs. I feel you, little Maction. I have a couple buddies on the team. And yesterday, one of them told me a scout from the Ravens came to practice. As a former scout, I was wondering... What did you look for in a player when you went to watch college practice? And what does that day at practice slash on campus look like for scouts? What are you trying to learn, find? Well, if you go to a place like Ball State, you have a list. So you know the draftable players on their team. And a place like Ball State may only have a couple. So you go there, right? If you go to Oklahoma or Alabama, they're going to have... 15, 20 draftable guys in theory, right? And potentially five, six guys that are top 50 picks. So when you go to a place like that, it's much more intense, right? You got to be locked into all the top guys, body type, practice habits. Uh, Obviously, when you go to school, when I went, iPads were getting bigger. So you had to watch film at campus, which I still think obviously last year with Corona didn't happen. But that's still a part of the day. But I can imagine the film watching has changed a lot. Typically, you use the day for forever in scouting up until the last four or five years to watch film at campus. And then you met with a pro liaison. So Ball State has a pro liaison. It could be a football administrative guy or it could be like a coach or a strength coach. You sit down with that guy. You go over the list of every guy that's a draftable player. And when I say go over, you go over their character stuff, their background. Where's he from? What's his parents like? Where's his brothers and sisters? How was he recruited? What's he been like since he's been here? Nick Saban went on a rant the other day about this is not a democracy. He's like, every day these scouts come, they are watching you. And they are watching like, are you half-assed in practice? Are you screwing around? Are you the front of the line? When I meet with your assistant coach, does he say, yeah, he's the most attentive guy in the meeting? Or, you know, I don't even think he likes football that much. So you're trying to acquire all this information. Because at practice, you're, you're not going to make like a football evaluation because that comes off the tape. Now, what does matter is his size, what he looks like. Hey, this guy looks like an NFL player, especially at a smaller school like Ball State, even though I know they're MAC champs. Like in Alabama, if you're starting wide receivers, like I know you're good enough, right? But at Ball State, you might be like a little slot receiver. But we think you might be draftable. What's his body type? Is he skinny? Is he is he ripped up? 
Does he have a big ass? You know, if he's an offensive lineman, these are type things that you you do. And you, you just pick the brain of people at practice. You're just always trying to acquire information. I was, uh, I've rewatched The Wire the last couple of weeks. I, I do think there are a lot of parallels in being a good scout, especially a college scout, as being a detective. Now, there's more on the line being a detective when you're, you know, trying to figure out who murdered somebody. So as a scout, you're, there's, I'm not acting like the same level of importance in society, but the same mindset, following leads, uncovering things, always looking for more information, uh, being very inquisitive, being naturally pretty curious, being able to put the puzzle together, uh, just always trying to find out information. So yeah, I mean, I think if they got a scout there, more than likely the Ravens have a draftable player you know, on their team or like, you know, in their system. As a Lions fan, I have heavy concerns with Jeff Okuda after watching the two preseason games. He recently got burned by Big Ben on the 43-yard uh, punt in which he trailed five to four yards in coverage and gave up another big play to the Bills. There has been a ton of press in Detroit talking about how he has improved in camp but given how bad the Lions receivers are, I'm not buying it. Given he was chosen third overall, uh, the Quintrica era, how patient should Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes be with him? He was rated the worst corner by PFF last year. P.S. Coming from someone who has watched every throw Stafford made in his career, the way the ball came out of his hands versus Goff is night and day. Sheesh. Looks like Goff is throwing pillows. That's funny. Well, I, I I mean, Matt Stafford is like, you know, I mean, it'd be the equivalent. I'm just think of a baseball pitcher that throws like 99. And then Jared Goff's a guy that throws 88. So, yeah, I mean, it's just watching the ball come out of their hands is dramatically different. I'll never forget leaving Fresno State and Derek Carr had not even started playing yet. He was a redshirt freshman. Actually, he he was like he played his freshman year, but it didn't. And then he redshirted his second year. But I remember going from Derek in practice to Kevin Cobb, like you can either spin it at a high level or you can't and thinking like, God, Derek Carr is a much better arm than this guy. It's, it's just, it's wild to tell. And once you've seen a high level guy throw, it's pretty glaring. The Okuda thing, you just got to ride out, right? That was last year. So he's going into a second year. To me, he's got two more years, right? You just, after his third year, you just might not pick up a fifth year option. It's not your fault. But what, what else are you going to do? He was drafted third overall. To me, if I was Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn, the defensive back coach who comes from the Saints, I'm just trying to figure out how to improve this player. Worst case scenario, he doesn't fit your scheme. Maybe you can trade him. But the problem is, are you trading a third overall pick after this season for like a fourth round pick? Maybe not. I, I, I just be patient. Write it out. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. 
Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Question. Harry Kane mentioned in an interview he wants to become an NFL field goal kicker with his soccer career, when his soccer career is over, is he required to enter the NFL draft, or could he sign anywhere? I'm pretty sure he could enter. He could just, you know, sign as a free agent, right? It happens with, you know, track guys when they bring them into camp as like an, you know, as a free agent type. I'd have to ask someone in the league, but I'm pretty sure he could just. He would not have to go in the draft. Will you remember Gronk as a Patriot or a Buccaneer? Patriot. (laughs) As a lifelong Packers fan, do you think Rodgers will play for Green Bay next season? I would say I would lean yes. He's on the Packers next season, not somewhere else. Now, see how the season goes. If they lose, if he's pissed off, every time I watch him, he seems really happy. His best friends are all on the team. Bakhtiari's under contract. If they re-sign Devontae Adams, they're loaded. What, what, the, the Lions are a complete rebuild. The Vikings are just not as good as them. And the Bears are in a transitional period. Why would he leave? Now, the Denver Broncos would be pretty loaded with him. If you put him on the Denver Broncos, they'd be legit. But are they going to fire Fangio? Who's their head coach? He, I, I know, and he knows, we all know, 
If he's on the Packers, they're legit. So wh- why would he risk that? Hello, John, from Mexico. Here's a question. We close every w- February, often with the same lesson, about how important intangibles are, even over stats, talent, flashes, momentum, ETC. On an extremely early and limited assessment, what do you think? who do you think has the best intangibles from the rookie quarterback pl- class and who has the worst? Uh, I, that's hard for me to... I think this class was a pretty high intangible class. Trevor Lawrence was perfect off the field, right? Zach Wilson was probably the question mark of the group because early on in his career at BYU, there were question marks about him as a teammate, him as a leader. It wasn't all good. Trey Lance had zero. Like Trevor Lawrence, checked every box. Justin Fields, Orlowski said the one thing I could, the, the worst thing I ever heard about Justin Fields is, you know, early on in his career, he was a five-star guy and acted a little too cool for school. But then at Ohio State, that was not the case. So it's like Justin Fields and the people of Chicago, they love the guy. And Mac Jones, perfect character. Besides, he got a DUI his first year in college. But, you know, I'd be, you know, I could have got a DUI in high school. I got pulled over in front of my house and parents were up and I, I got lucky. So it's like, I'd be, it'd be like, oh my God, he should, he can't be a good guy. I know a lot of people that have had a lot of success got a DUI. I'm not pro drinking and driving, but... Like, I, I don't know what to say. He got a DUI and he's been perfect ever since. Like, it's happened to a lot of humans. Uh, so I would, I'd put them all pretty high up in the group. I, w- I would say Zach Wilson, based on his, you know, college career, if you were rating, would be last of the group. But the the four main guys, now, I, don't, I think Zach Wilson was good last year. And I think in, I haven't heard anything bad yet. So pretty high level class. Broncos fan and love the show. We often hear stories about veteran players being able to tell if a rookie can play in the league within two practices. Is it similar to head coaches? Can players tell if a coach is good or bad that quickly? You know, I've only been around on a daily basis when I was allowed inside Pat Hill and Andy Reid. And I know this as someone from the outside who didn't know either one of them till I was around them. You were around them both for a day or two or a week. You're like, God damn. <laughs> That's what a head coach looks like. I mean, Coach Hill just had this like kind of swag and toughness to him, and Andy was just so good with players and still is. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm jaded. Like, I, I've only seen it too. And now I've seen it from the media standpoint. Like, I saw Dennis Allen. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I saw Tom Sula. This isn't going to work. But I saw Harbaugh. I was like, yeah, this works. I saw Del Rio. I was like, yeah, this. I thought Del Rio was pretty solid. Ran a pretty high-level practice. Same with Kyle Shanahan. I never got to see a Gruden practice. Wasn't allowed into the facility by then. But, I mean, from the outside, I think it's easier to judge. Inside, I don't know. I've only worked for two coaches that are good. We're good, you know. One of them still probably, you know, might have the best team in the league. And Pat Hill was a stud. Pat Hill, ironically, actually recruited Andy Reid. He told me the story one time Andy did when Pat recruited him. Andy, I think, was playing at a junior college and shattered his leg in a game, and Pat showed up at the... He was coaching for Utah, showed up at the hospital to try to recruit Andy. Andy ended up going to BYU, but uh, that was my connection when I... Pat Hill called Andy Reid and got me the interview, and then I interviewed with Howie. That was kind of the connection there. Hi, John. My goal is to be in life is to become an NFL scout like you were. I'm a senior at Tulane, and have recently sat down with the director of player personnel for Tulane to discuss 
me working for him. We agreed that I'd come in twice a week once the program is allowed to talk to the next class of recruits to help them with the process of doing things like entering info into the system. I'm very pumped. That's badass. Congrats. I've also been an NFL draft college football scout for the network covering the NFL. Would love to get in touch with you and hear about your journey. Put Give you my email. Listen, a lot of people have asked me how to get into football. And my experience is very similar to what you're going to try to do. If you can get in with a college football program, that is the easiest way in. Because all college football programs, especially Division I you know, programs, will have NFL talent on their team. And with NFL talent on their team, scouts will come in and you'll be able to meet guys. So you're already, you're in good shape. Work with them, do whatever you can do. You know, be available. Go, you know, be over the top. Give your time. Say, when do you need me? Hell, I'd even shoot them, hey, any any help with recruiting you need during the season? That's what I, that's my recommendation. It's not as glamorous though as it looks on TV. Tell you that much. As a Chiefs fan, I haven't heard many people talk about Jerron Reed this offseason. I've heard great things, but have never seen him play. Uh, and don't know how much of an impact he could have on our D-line. What can the Chiefs expect from him this season? Honestly, I, I, I can't answer that. Uh, I always I kind of liked him coming out of college. And clearly, he got drafted. I think, what was he? First? No, he's a second-round pick. Um, from Alabama guy, 22 career sacks. Yeah. I mean, I, not bad depth. I mean, you guys will go as, I mean, Chris Jones, your star, Frank Clark, not in trouble yet, you know, for the Lamborghini machine gun deal. So if he can just be a solid role player, it's pretty good, pretty solid find. Loved your take on betting team totals. It makes no sense. Someone would gamble one unit on a team total. If you think the team will go over, most likely you've locked, looked at their schedule and picked games they'll win. Why not just bet one unit every week you think that team will win? And if you're right on the total, you'll come out much further ahead. This is what I'm talking about. This is my logic. I love this. See, this is why we talk it through. If you believe in a team total, if your unit is $100, like for example, $100 is like a unit for me. I would have to bet probably $1,000 to make it even interesting for me. But I wouldn't want to just have be out $1,000 for four months with only the return of making $1,000 back. At least if I invest $1,000 in the stock market, that might turn into two or three on top of the one. So I'm with you. As a football fan that doesn't really have a favorite team, these bets give you a reason to root for a team total. And I agree. If you are emotionally tied to a team or want to hate watch a team, I will never poo-poo a fan that wants to bet against a team. <laughs> so if you want to hate a team and bet they're under, that would probably be pretty fun. So I I, I would not hate on that strategy. Uh, have a great weekend. Football is almost here. I think we got a couple college football games this weekend. Um, let's just let's just enjoy life. Let's rock and roll. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.